listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my salmon extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've stepped back into the studio for episode 375. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you getting into this week? Uh, this week, I got to ke- check out um, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Oh, nice. Um, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's a new Gandhi Tartakovsky joint on Cartoon Network. The mm. season just finished, so I checked out the episodes. It was Beautiful. pretty good. Nice. Okay. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, I got to see the full season. Okay, I will. I will definitely catch up on that, and we will do a deep dive. So you can give your first impressions if you want. But yeah, definitely, I want to get into that because I'm a big fan of everything Gendy. You know what I mean? Gendy. 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 <laughs> Sorry. If you're a big fan. You should at least call and say his name correctly. Well, I mean, right? I, I pronounced yeah. it in English. I apologize. Gotcha. Gee, my beat. My beat. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was it was interesting. Um, I, there was a lot of there was parts of it that I didn't really like. Um, again, does this thing with fucking this it's pretty much the same thing with Aku is the same thing here where there's just mm-hmm. like this overarching evil that's like literally called the evil. <laughs> okay. And it's a little bit the main nose. bad guy for the for the series and um, that I, I didn't really like too much. You know what I mean? Uh, as as primary antagonist, as I mentioned before, it's it's my personal preference. I don't really like when the main characters are being drug around by the story i like mm. when they have a little bit of agency that but in this one true about samurai jack <clears throat> like he is definitely dragged around by the story <laughs> for me? sure and to, to gandy's credit you know the 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 plot development is really with the characters it's not so much what it is that they're doing what they're doing is stop evil is essentially right but the the the, the real meat of the story is in the relationship between the characters mm-hmm. and specifically mm-hmm. the main character uh miranda slash emma so the basic premise of, of Eternals is, like, um, there's this evil entity that's been around since, like, forever, and Merlin has been fighting it with his daughter. And at some point, it got out of control, and they couldn't fight it by just themselves, so they teamed up with, like, two other people. Um, this, like, spiritualist monk named Seng, and um, this elven prince named Edred, and a, a robot from the future called Copernicus. Not and mad. so I love robots for the future. <laughs> feel me, he's pretty cool. Um, and so it's basically just them. Uh, they get whenever the evil comes back, they get Copernicus shows up and reincarnates their souls into a body in that timeline, and then they battle the evil and so on and so forth. Dope. Okay. So I like the like setup. In the beginning of the issue, um, the main character who gets um, reincarnated into the to uh, what's her name. Uh, Damn, I just said her name, too. Emmett, Melinda. Yes. So Melinda looks like, she's basically Raven. Think Teen Titans, Raven, that's gotcha. Melinda. Like, so um, she, she's she got this strange fucking po- power that's, like, super strong, and it's, like, plot device and shit. But really, when Emma was possessed, she was possessed on her wedding day, and I guess because her feelings um, were so strong, I guess, I guess the juxtaposition of... Having your entire, have your life stolen from you on your wedding day was so strong that, and in addition, the evil has been doing something weird, and now uh, this particular reincarnation cycle is off for all of them. Mm. So the robot didn't wake up 
on his own. It was woken up by other things. Um, Melinda, like, uh, uh, she couldn't maintain the tether to the body, so the the host was sentient. And so the, mm-hmm. one oh, of the main aware one of her main yeah. conflicts is basically Emma and and um, Melinda fighting for control over yeah, that the body. Con- conflict of personalities. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's it's. I, I I really hated it in the beginning because Emma's fucking, as you can imagine, she's the the show's setting is like fictional Victorian era London, so okay. and she seems to, she she's like a nobility. She's from upper well to do, like very influential, but she's never really given a title or anything like that. But she just comes from a very like wealthy family, so I, I guess you can say that she's kind of sheltered, but. Bro, she was she was just, she's doing that thing where she's just like, oh, I refuse to save the world because you took my body and I don't like that, so I'm just gonna stay here. Mm. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like that's the worst luck like, to be reincarnated. Yo, this th- asshole. there's a. Like, <laughs> I feel you. Yes, your body was stolen. You're 100 correct. Yes. You won't get married. You are also correct. If you take this path, literally everything will cease to exist in a matter exactly, of time. Exactly, exactly. You know so what I mean? it's like one of those things where, like, yeah, I get that you're mad, but like, fuck it. We fucked up your life, it. but it won't end if you fuck with us. But if you don't do this, everything will end. So none of that matters. You feel what me? you're upset about. And there, there's like a giant elephant literally rampaging through the city, and she's just like, I'm not gonna help you because find somebody else. I was like, bruh, bruh. But anyway, um, it, it eventually, kind of device ish at some point. Uh, now that's that's just that's her main conflict. You feel me? That yeah. that's that's her main conflict. Eventually, um, Melinda shows up and they reach a sort of equilibrium. But I don't really think that was done really well. It was it was so confusing. Like I don't know the 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 Melinda thing was pretty annoying because it's like she was Emma, and then she was Melinda, and then she was both of them, and then she was neither. And then it's just like <laughs> and. It, it, well, for the latter parts, it's a bit more clear, but maybe that's intentional. Her, her the, uh, it, was, it was a bit of confusion, and just her character. And then, how me. many episodes was it? Ten. I can totally see how, like, that kind of plot device, if it doesn't land with you, and that's the main character, that's gonna definitely be a sticking point. I can, I can understand that. Yeah, but you know, it's Gendy, so the animation is fucking phenomenal. It's that's basically awesome. like um, the old school animation style. Think like Popeyes and Betty Boop type shit, but mm-hmm. like really fluid animation and great like, just great plotting of combat. Like the fights are really really dope. Um, the storyboarding in in, in Gendy stuff is really yeah. on point. He's he's always like that, but. Yeah, oh, oh, I would say um, the stories were kind of hit or miss in there in plots, but the fucking animation, man, I, I, I couldn't stop watching because it looks so good. It was, it was very beautiful. Music is awesome, um, and I overall, overall, I enjoyed it. There were some parts that really annoyed me, but beyond that, it was a solid show. Yeah, I keep, I, I've seen a lot of promotion for it. I've been interested in it. Just haven't taken the time out because I don't have access directly to it. It's not on anything that I, uh, that I can stream it from uh, readily. So like. Definitely been on the on the the docket, but I want to look into that because you know, as I said, always a fan of his stuff, and I like the, the setup that you gave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there's I get some the... cool mythology shit in there too. Nice, yeah, and I'm always a fan of that. So yeah, dude, um, I'll be look. I'll I'll I unfortunately share the sentiment that I don't like that kind of uh, personality trope of the main character that that it seems that he was drawing on, but 
you know, hopefully the rest of it, as you said, the animation, hopefully yeah. some of the other side stories. Yeah, I mean, she was it. annoying as fuck, but not enough to get me to stop watching the show, you know, That's which is too. which is a testament in and of yes. itself. Yes, absolutely, because I know that you do not waste your time on your media. So, yeah, definitely, I'm glad to hear that it didn't actually detract enough from um to, to get you to stop watching. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's dope. So, yeah, was that the only thing you watched this week? Yep. Other than that, I've just been playing the, the expansion of um Celesta. That's what's up. That's what's up. I didn't get to watch too much, but it was launch week for Baldur's Gate 3. So yep, dropped today. Yep. I did grab it. I managed to uh, get my first character uh, rolled up, as they say. And uh, yeah, dude, man, the game looks really good. That's that first impression of like the the cinematics and just the in-game graphics, especially having seen like the pedigree it comes from, from, you know, Baldur's Gate one and two and and things like uh, uh, Soulscape or was it Planescape Torment? Um, those games, the graphics have come so far. The sound was really good. I did have to do a little bit in the, in the setup. I had to get back into the into the you know what I mean the the uh, the whole thing of you know computer games. You're gonna have a little bit of setup to go into it. Like I had to get my sound drivers all set up. All that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, after I was done, game ran really well. Um, I did notice that because of the high fidelity of the graphics, you will get some frame rate drops. But since it's not a like a action RPG, it doesn't happen during the cinematics. And during the gameplay, it's not really immersion-breaking. You know what I mean? Because it's not moving very fast to begin with. But, yeah, dude, like, definitely enjoying it. Solid off of the, off of, uh, the first uh, run. And, uh, man, I'm playing on super hard mode. Playing uh, unarmed melee fighter on tactician, which is the hardest difficulty. And, boy, every single fight is, like, it's, it's, I'm, I gotta give it a lot of credit. Because even at level one, with very little, um, with very little, uh, options available to me, the game is still really fun on this really difficult, uh, setting. So I haven't even been inclined to, like, turn it down or anything. Like, it's dope. Like, I'll have to fight. Every fight, I'll go in, I'm going to get mopped, I'm not going to hit the objective, and I'll have to reload and go back in, and, and it's actually kind of dope. It's I am enjoying that that level of difficulty, because I can imagine if I was just walking through this, I'd probably be well through a significant portion of the, the, the first chapter. And so, yeah, dude, like, they did a good job. And honestly, like, it's a TTRPG. I consider myself a relatively uh, a high-end role-playing uh game players so i i feel like i could handle it you know what i mean i'll figure out some side stuff because they they do offer a ton of um alternate uh paths to kind of develop your character outside of just your class to compensate for things that might not you know you might your class might be weakened so yeah i'm looking forward to that uh but yeah dude Baldur's gate 3 is is definitely looking looking to shape up to be a, a fun run it's gonna take me a long time i don't doubt it It'll take me a real long time. You know what I mean? So I want to have to... I definitely do want to give uh, some, like, gameplay uh, uh, synopsis and breakdown as I go through it. But um, one thing I realized, that especially after watching as many um, uh, 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 playthroughs of other games as I have, dude, I am not playing this game in a fashion that would be entertaining to watch. Not at all, dude. Like, I'm like, man... You know, a lot of the the people I've watched play through games, they do not take the painstaking um, 
efforts that I do to 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 comb through every little section. Cause yeah, I can imagine that's not fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like yeah, dude. But the game lends itself to a lot of exploration. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So yeah, definitely enjoying um my, my first my hands on first uh first impressions of the game for sure. Uh, but yeah, definitely gonna work out like something where maybe you know not like how we do like TV shows, but maybe once a week I'll give an update. Hopefully, when you jump in, we can start comparing playthroughs, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I wasn't planning on getting anytime soon, though. Okay. Sort of like a, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still in the middle of playing Celeste, and I don't really like jumping from one RPG to another yeah. because of the story. You know what I'm saying? And this one is definitely going to be engrossing, so yeah. I would probably imagine it's not going to lend itself well to that, yeah. So, so yeah, no, no, whenever you do, like, I'll, I'll keep it spoiler-free. I'll just talk about the general mechanics of the game, maybe some things that might you know, be good to know jumping in. But, um, yeah, I'll wait until, you know, we could wait till down the line because it is going to be a chunky piece of content to get into because mm -hmm. the game is massive and the storyline looks really cool. Like, just the way that they, they get you into it, it is very reminiscent of Planescape Torment. Like, they throw you into this fantastical scenario that's like, what the heck? I'm in... Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything on the opening if you haven't um exposed yourself to it, but it's really cool. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. So yeah, um, we'll we'll hold off on any kind of like real in depth breaks downs, um, for a couple of weeks or maybe a couple months until you get into it. But um, yeah, dude, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> not too much else has been going on in the ways of that. Um, have you um how far into Kazashimoto have you gotten? Oh, I still haven't gotten too much further. I've just seen okay. the, the three episodes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, eventually I do want to get uh, do a deeper dive into that and get your opinions on some of the latter episodes as well. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. But, yeah, I guess, uh, do we have any other entertainment on the, the forefront? Because Armored Core 6 is coming out, and so I'll probably do like do some filler contents on that while, we, while I wait for you to get into um, Baldur's Gate 3. So that's going to be really dope. Armor Court 6 was really, really interesting. Yeah, From Soft, awesome. man. Yeah, it, it, they really... Uh, they're bringing a lot of the modern uh, game mechanics into uh, their format in a really uh, entertaining way. You know what I mean? Like, they're not overdoing it. Like, uh, like, one of the things that a lot of people complained about in the Armored Core format was that, like, it's very realistic. Super realistic. <laughs> so much so that, like, repairing damage is like almost non-existent in the prior games but that innovation was kind of brought into this um into this uh uh, uh generation and they've managed to work it in in an entertaining and still very realistic way you know what i mean and i think that that's that just shows to the maturity and and and, and experience of the of the dev team you know FromSoft is really like I love what they're doing. They're showing their their all of their series have shown shown so much maturity from the beginning to where they are now. You know what I mean? Whether it was Dark Souls to Elden Ring, Armored Core One to Armored Core Six, there's so much maturity. Like there's no iterative. Uh, uh, well, I w it's not. It is to some degree iterative, but it's it's progressive. Yeah, there's growth. Yes, you know what I mean. Um, they learned the way that from what they did in... the previous game, and they added it on to the new ones. And exactly. They, they communicate with their, uh, or at least listen to listen. their fan base mm -hmm. and make adjustments based on that, and 
also balance that with their creative vision as directors. Yes. Good on them. I love I love seeing that, you know what I mean? Because I think that that's what a lot of people were calling from, from some of the other AAA um, dev studios that they just kind of failed to deliver on, whether it was like the Ubisofts with their Assassin's Creed's line. Um, even though I would say that the God of War team stepped up to the plate, you know what I mean? Like, some of them did step up. The God of War of team has always been up to the plate. You feel yeah, me? absolutely. God of War absolutely. team set the standards and everybody else fell in line. And or they, not. They carried their studio <clears throat> for sure. That team carried their studio, you know? You feel me? They ain't made a flop game yet. Mm-mm. And they made, like, what, seven AAA God of War games? No, nah, And when people true. were like, yo, we're getting stale Four on this format, two. they were like, no, that's it. That's cool. We hear you. We got a new format for you, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the God of War... When they transitioned away from just the Greek mythology and they updated the gameplay and everything, that was that's hard to do, man. It's really hard to update your style and not offend your core audience and gain a new audience. Like, yeah, God of War team is really on point. Definitely not gonna. Definitely Shout out not to Corey own. Barlog right there. Yeah, Corey Barlog is he's the lead dev, right? Yeah, or well, at least for the not for the newest one, but he's was. Was he's, he's Kratos' dad, essentially. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, he carried them through those big years, yeah. But yeah, so um, definitely shout out to that. But um, from software, that's just that's always... That's one of the reasons why, you know, I will I will give them a lot of credence. You know what I mean? Like, the in this time where most companies are kind of just flaking off and brand loyalty is not something that is something that I would typically kind of like tell anybody to get into FromSoft is one of those companies that i'm like they're a little bit different you know what i mean like they they are what they are but at least when it comes to the art of what they're creating they are holding that they're holding that and that's that's all we can ask from them you know what i mean is just just make the good games whatever you got to do around that that's on y'all to figure out and decide and, and and execute but can you make sure that the games themselves are good hey from soft is here to deliver. So yeah, shout out to them for that. But um yeah, other than that, uh what else we got? We got Armor Wars on the horizon. Oh no, absolutely not. Armor Wars is like a <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it what? hasn't even started production yet. That's what I mean. On the uh, horizon? Nah, that, that's like uh, that's like 2 years away. It's not even I don't even think they started filming on Armor Wars yet. It's still in pre-production. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't know why I thought that was the next thing on the docket. That's my bad. My bad. I really, I don't, because I, I thought it was Secret Invasion um, Armor Wars, but yeah, yeah you're right. Secret Invasion, then the Marvels is what's The Marvels, okay. So we got we got a movie next. Um, Then Loki, when does Loki drop? Loki 2? Season 2? Uh, I believe November, I want to okay. say. So it's going to be Marvels, then Loki, and I think that that's what's going to be the Marvel content until whatever drops at the end of, at the end of the year. But yeah. um, Okay. Yeah, I mean... According to something that was written in July 27, 2023, Armor Wars release date is predictive, predicted to arrive sometime in 2026. So never now. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought it was in with, production. With the, uh, yeah, with the I writer's strike? Yeah, no. I thought it was in production, and, and, and in particular because it's a Disney subsidiary. If it was anywhere else, I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe. But no, I have a very strong feeling that Disney's going to be the last to capitulate in this in this whole situation. Because um, I think Netflix has a vested interest in continuing production because that is literally the only thing that keeps their brand afloat. Um, and the indie studios are already like fixing their business models to accommodate the actors. Uh, what do you got? You got NBC, Peacock, all of these um, other streaming services. 
I don't like they have to worry about you know what I mean a lot more broadcasting I think generally than Disney does because the stuff that they that Disney has like you know ESPN and all that other stuff that's kind of autonomous it's gonna do what it does those guys I don't think are part of the strike so Disney is just like hey we'll hold out because this isn't our mainstay we have enough other revenue streams to wait for the actors to stop. I don't know if like NBC could do that. NBC can't shut down production on everything. You know what I mean? Because that would, that would kill them. Original content's kind of part of their game. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see, see what happens because, uh, I don't, I really do think Disney's going to be the last to, to actually like make any kind of movement, whether it's to capitulate or not. And uh, so, yeah, I don't, you, I, I don't, you're right. I don't expect fucking Secret Wars even in 2024, 25, because they still haven't even started production. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Armor Wars? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, did what I say? Secret Wars? No, I mean, yes, I meant Armor Wars. Um, I don't expect to see Ar- Armor Wars anytime soon, because yeah, what is no. that? Do you think at least two years of production? Yeah. I mean, yeah, production's you know, about a year and a half, for sure. For year sure. and a half, okay. Mm-hmm. 18 months, you know, so, so yeah, dude. If they haven't even started and there's no end in sight, you're we're looking at a long wait for that. Um, and Loki Season 2's release date is um October the 6th. Beautiful. So that's going to be, I'm glad that that's done and ready to go because, geez, man, it's about to be a drought in this bitch. And, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it because, you know, as we've, you know, gone over a thousand times is, you know, got indies that are going to be produced and we're going to have other stuff. But boy, oh boy, man, I really hope that when we come out the other end of this, when things get settled out, however they do, it, it's a better environment for the creators. You know what I mean? Like, I really do hope that for them. I don't know how that's going to pan out because of how, you know, you... You know, we got, we could just start talking about this. We got, you know, we have people within the strike who are not supporting the strike. And so that's difficult. Cause uh, what's his name? Stephen Amell? Is uh, Arrow? Oh, Stephen Amell? Yeah. Did you, did you hear what he, he decided to jump off the cliff and, and say? No. Oh, uh, this man came out and was like, yeah, I support my union, but I don't, I don't support the strike. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it's like, you know what, dude? Yes, you will work through this time making statements like that, but you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time looking for any goodwill from your fellow actors when you don't support motions like this. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was a, that was a rough one for him to, to, to come out in public and say like, especially as a, as a union organizer, that kind of, of lack of solidarity hurts. And I think it's the irony the irony of it is kind of kind of stings as well that the man plays a fucking a quote unquote leftist billionaire who's supposed to be about interrupting the establishment to talk about not striking is like bro 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 that's your brand bro yeah. <laughs> that was years ago that show been yeah. off the air <laughs> yeah Arrow is not yeah he definitely is not the face of of well is he I don't know he was the face of Arrow for a yeah. long time um but yeah, I don't know if is that his biggest character? Because I'm not really familiar with him. Nah, he's been doing movies and shit back uh, since then. But anything bigger than Arrow? I would assume so. Yeah, he's in a movie with Simu Liu called Simulant. That's um, 
I just came out recently that I've been meaning to watch that I just haven't gotten around to. But yeah, and he's also he was also in that movie with the thing. But he's he's in a lot of movies, not a lot, but he's he's done he's transitioned he's to movies. And he was also in a TV show on. He was also in a TV show about wrestling, I think, on Showtime or something like about that. About wrestling. Where yeah yeah where he played like a fictional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume this as much, but um, yeah. Listen, I. He's definitely like making statements like that will definitely keep you in the studio's good good graces because clearly he is not giving no fucks about about uh, 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 work stoppages or anything of that. You know, he made it very clear that uh, crossing picket lines is not something that he thinks is an issue. And it's just like, man, that's a rough one, man. You know, and and I'm sure that he's not alone. I was just, that's pretty a, much what I was thinking. You got to expect that. Yo, me? for sure. Not everybody's sure. going to be on your thing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I need mm-hmm. this to happen. You're not You're not with me on it. It's all good. You stay over there with the mothers doing the other thing. You're officially mm-hmm. the opposition now. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time to talk to you directly because the bigger issue is at hand, and that's where I'm moving. Thanks for letting me know where you stand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I bring that up to say also that um, within any kind of labor movement, the ops are inside because he is a member of SAG-AFTRA. You know what I mean? And so to to make that statement, because I'm not, I don't begrudge him for holding that opinion. Not one bit. First, listen, I 1,000% respect the opinion to not agree with a strike. The part that I find a little bit egregious, which is an oxymoron, which is which I find very egregious is to pay your union dues and then to undermine that with public statements. That's that I find to be to be egregious. Like d- don't do that because the place for you to make that grievance is at is at the 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 union meeting table because none of this happened outside of union meetings. And so if the case you know, if the case is that you didn't agree and you don't want to do that, then then don't be part of the union and then subvert the union goals. That I find to be a, 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 a not a not the 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 way to go because I do respect your right to not be part of the union. But the whole point of striking is literally the point of collective bargaining is to be able to then collectively withhold your labor has leverage you know what i mean so it's like the fact that people and 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 it's not like there wasn't a lot of negotiations because in his statement he said that it was a bad negotiation tactic and that shows the kind of bad faith of the statement because there was a lot of negotiation this is the end of negotiations to 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 think that union negotiations go on ad infinitum is just not tenable. Like, what's the point? <laughs> you know what I mean? If because the 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 obvious answer is the other side. If that's the case, can just stonewall you because they have a lot larger coffers to wait out whatever scenario is, is being presented. So that's what I find is my issue with his statement. Because you know, I, I don't want to. I definitely don't want to make it. S- feel like the thought police because that's the last thing that we need is you know homogenous thought that's not it you know what i mean but 
the appropriateness of a statement like that. Does that seem unreasonable? No. You know, and, and he's so, clearly doing something stupid. Yeah, you know, and 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 so that that's that's the only reason I want to come uh, to to point out the the statement is not to get undue. Like if you if people are his fans, don't don't hate him because of that because he's been this person the whole time. It's not like he switched up. You know what I mean? Like, and he didn't do anything illegal. So I I, I wouldn't. I'm not trying to like. Yeah, I mean, not the, people who this like is him, between him and the the the, the union. Yeah, you as, feel a, me? as a labor, <laughs> as a union member, <laughs> and as a, 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 a part of this labor movement, being a union member, that that's what I want to point. Out. Like, don't be that person. Like this this is an example of what not to do as a member of a union. You know what I mean? Like this is an example of what not to do as an adult to <laughs> posting shit on social media about yes, fucking work. and that's what it feels like. It feels like. Like Feel he's me. mad it's at, just... at, at, at that he didn't get his way, and instead of being an adult about it and dealing with it internally, he's going to to the media, which is and that is exactly media. what it's for. Yeah, that's exactly what Twitter is for: is to trick people into airing your grievances mm-hmm. before you've thought about them fully, or to get you to expose your hand. That's what it's for, and that's yeah. what people use it for. And it's that's it's not going to change anytime soon. And but you know like the I always say, be undefeated, yo, they got that man's Wikipedia page littered with scabs. That, that's why I always it. say we should be <laughs> thankful when these things happen because ultimately. The opposition identify themselves, which allows you to make a yeah. much more informed decision. Yo, yo, people love hanging themselves on Twitter. What is that, dog? That's, what is what that? is there for? What do you mean? <laughs> what is that? It's what, it, I get Twitter it. has like yo, three bro, purposes. Yo, you can hang a new self incrimination on, on, on is the one tree. of them. I will not use it. I'm I promise. telling you. <laughs> yes, you're correct, Green. <laughs> but know. there's billions of us. Yo, so ultimately, a few millions will always fall in the trap. Hey, but if they put the noose there, it's gotta be safe, right? They wouldn't put a dangerous noose out there for us. See, the thing is, is, you're thinking that that everybody recognizes the noose. That is the thing. Not everybody recognizes it as a noose to some people. It's a swing. (laughs) And and that's the thing is, yes, I I believe that what you're pointing out is is a similar point that I'm trying to make. And is that we live in a very sterile environment. And so, unfortunately, if you're not taught to recognize danger, you will just kind of not recognize dangerous things as danger. And that's a weird state for, for society to be in because now, that's crazy. That's like, not my issue with it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes danger isn't always intuitive. It's so not, I don't yeah. really fault people Definitely for that not. part. Yeah. Where I fault people is constantly falling for the same fucking shit. The internet's been around yeah, since how long has the internet's been around? And none of that has changed about it. But people yeah. still continue to come into it and fall for the mm-hmm. exact same stupid shit. It's called the Streisand effect because Streisand did that like fucking years ago. And people continuously do that because that's what Twitter's there for. It's one of those things where it's like Twitter is one of those things that is designed to take advantage of your inability to control yourself it is it really that is, is what it is designed to do if it, you exhibit the least bit of self-control on twitter you you avert all of those things but yeah go ahead and in process you give twitter a ton more activity mm-hmm. you feel me so it's just i'm people do this all the time yeah that they, they go there to do that thank you for doing that so i know who you are now so i know how to move accordingly appreciate it that is the best part about um the the public hangings that people perform on themselves is that it, it it's public. Thank you because if you did it in private, I might have never known. Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it's a what you eat don't make me shit situation. What you're doing don't got shit to do with me. But mm-hmm. thank you for at least letting me know that that's the type of person you are. You feel me? I that, the the type of person you are is very very valuable information to me. Yes, what you're doing in your personal life that's always no truth. fucking value to me. You feel me? 
Yes, none whatsoever. The value isn't in what they're doing; it's in the knowledge. It's what gained. you can learn from it's what the they're doing. Gained, yeah, you feel me for sure. Yeah, and and definitely there's knowledge to be gained because I think that anybody else who's interested in that has is going to realize very quickly like there's a bubble you could do that in. Twitter's not it. You know what I mean? Like the 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 media's like like go to Parler or PragerU or whatever those those right wing social media platforms are. Circulate in that bubble, it will be net positive for you. But if you do that shit on 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 like social media like Twitter that gets picked up by by the regular mainstream media, you might not get. It's gonna be a fifty fifty for you. You know what I mean? And if if that's what you're looking for, then then you'll you'll succeed. But I don't know. That's that's a gamble. But uh, yeah. Nonetheless, you know I, I'm very much. It sucks to say, but I am very much enjoying the exposition of this entire. Uh, uh, movement because it's sad to say that this is probably more so than any racial justice movement or more so than any gender equality movement. This movement actually has the chance of benefiting a significant portion of of the American population. And I say that because it is not a nebulous social movement. It is a very concrete labor movement. And so whereas the gains of a social movement can be ignored by, you know, the powers that be, whether they're corporate powers or political powers or anything like that, something like this will change the material circumstances of a lot of people. I mean, the combined strike is almost a, a million and a half people, I believe, between SAG-AFTRA, IATSE, W... Because I think, like, WGA is, like, 11,000. Uh, DGA is, like, 8,000. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is, like, over 100,000. So it's more like probably a quarter million, but that's still a lot of people. You know what I mean? I was being a hyperbolic with with 1.5 million, but it's more like a quarter million when you add up all the people. But that's a that is a substantial amount of people, and a substantial amount of pe- people who are part of a trade that is very good at 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 massaging public opinion, and also that is responsible for the content that keeps us all distracted it's an important industry you know what i mean and so um yeah yeah i feel like this is the kind of movement that in america can actually have some not just legs but but uh material changes happen you know um it's the kind of thing that that we could have seen from something like occupy wall street but unfortunately occupy wall street was not comprised of people who wanted to see change they just wanted to do better you know i believe that this movement this labor movement actually wants to see the industry change because in its current rendition it's going to the the industry is going to be kind of taken over by people who own and control large ai uh uh, platforms and they don't want to see that they understand that that is a marginalization of their uh, labor in the workforce. And so 
being the 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 people who are currently in the workforce, they have a huge amount of power to make sure that whatever change comes in the future accommodates the presence of that. You know what I mean? And so that's that's the that's the 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 big uh, hope that I see in the future with with um what's going on with the entertainers right now. But I'm gonna keep watching it. I think it's one of the most important things. It's gonna go down as one of the most important things in this country's history because the amount of outside of military and medical entertainment you know that's where a a, a substantial portion of the t- because like when you say tech tech industry actually spiders out into all the other industries you know what i mean so you can't really talk about the gdp of just tech because tech feeds into all of the other whether it's medical military entertainment so you know what i mean of the big three it's military medical and entertainment in this country and and so for one of the big three to be having and not to mention not to understate the fact that nurses are are have been mobilizing across the country and this is the danger of having a singular carrier dominate the medical industry like Kaiser Permanente. It's because if they per, uh, perform malfeasance with their workers, that now undermines the entire country's medical system. Because if nurses show solidarity across the country, they are tied together under the umbrella of Kaiser Permanente. You see what I'm saying? So it, it creates a very dangerous situation for the medical industry, which the government is supposed to be there to regulate and, and, and help assuage, but we all know. One day. One day America will have a real government, dog. Real shit, man. One day this com- country will have a real fucking government. Um, That day and today, though. Because the fact that this is all happening... The fact that our government has not taken real substantive measures to make our medical industry more robust to shocks like pandemics, to shocks like massive heat waves, to shocks like flooding. You know what I mean? Like, yo, all over the fucking world right now, there's massive flooding. Have you been seeing the reports from like Beijing, fucking everywhere around the world, India? Uh, India is a country, but there's cities in India that are are, are dealing with massive monsoon flooding. Um, we have done nothing to prepare for that shit. Do we think we're? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I highly doubt that within the next few years we're going to be immune to to these weather patterns that are becoming more and more extreme. And I just I feel like. It would definitely, and, and, and as somebody who looks for these kind of legislations, like, I'm the kind of dickhead who watches fucking C-SPAN, like, I wonder what's on the docket. Maybe there's some ecology shit. Never. I never fucking see this stuff, bro. And it's just, it, it's weird to me, like, that, that the governance has gotten so bad and nobody's just like, hey, man, you know, we probably should do something about the fact that they're not handling the obvious situations that are at our doorstep right now the ones that al gore was talking about in 2008 right after he invented the internet directly after he invented the internet 
when he was talking, you know, did was that a mis was that a misinterpretation of something he said? Because that that meme is fucking hilarious. Like I know he can't have said he invented the internet. Uh, he did in fact make those claims uh, publicly. Now I I don't support everything the man says. Obviously, he clearly did not make the internet, but he did bring <laughs> to light some very inconvenient truths about climate change that we're running face first into, you know, and, and, and whether you want, you know, there's any number of people who have rung these alarms that, you know, yes, they're goofies, but we got to be able to hear what's being said. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Some of these guys, they don't have the greatest track record, but at some point we got to, we got to hear what's being said, you know, type of shit, especially when it's like, Hey, you know, I'm trying I hear you. I'm not just talking about like creating the internet, which is clearly inconsequential to anyone. This is something that that has a lot of corroboration that will significantly impact our ability to survive into the future. Type of shit. I stand corrected. He did not ever say that. It's just some shit the internet made up about him. Ah, uh, see, I you know because I haven't. I felt bad, man, because I always I always parroted that meme as well. Um, because that shit's fucking hilarious. But I always felt like, you know what? I feel like there's some out of context shit. Yeah. Like he probably said something similar. They were misleading similar. distortions that originated in a campaign interview conducted by Wolf Blitzer. Oh man, talking to Wolf. Yeah, definitely set you up for failure, bro. You know, Fox edited that shit for maximum memeology, bro. But, uh, yeah, dude. Fuck it, A, man. Um, but nonetheless, the point at hand is, is that we've had alarms blaring about this stuff we ignored them until this point but they've come true it would be one thing if like the you know the situation at hand didn't adhere so closely to what they predicted but it's like you know we're being will and when i say we it's because i believe that as part of this country whether i participate politically or not I'm in, you know, I I'm complicit in the activities of of what this country does, and so, you know, we we we've ignored it thus far. You know, we've done literally nothing. We've we've focused on bullshit partisan divisions in this country, all while the fucking the metaphorical tsunami way of climate change is is bearing down on us. You know, and so yeah, dude, it, it it's 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 a serious situation that that definitely has to be addressed. But um, yeah, man. That was a complete aside, but uh, yeah, dude. Let, let, let's go on into some of these other fucking. Oh, that's right. I I got off on the sides because of uh, the the amazing hypocrisy of Mr. Stephen Amel. But um, moving on from that, yo. Before I get too far into it, yo, I want to send out a big ups to the J- Jamaican uh women's soccer team, yo. They did it big. They they knocked. I don't know if they knocked out Brazil, but they beat the, uh, Brazil to advance into the next stage of, of, of the Women's World. Is it the Women's World Cup? You're or, asking the wrong or, person. I think it's just the World Finals. <laughs> I don't think it's the I World Cup shit year. about football. But no, no, dude. Congrats to them, though. Congratulations. Yeah, you know I mean, just big ups on the, on the success because it was difficult for them to make it out there. It was a struggle for them to be able to um, raise the funds to be able to travel, um, which, you know... We could we could point out the 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 terrible discrepancy in the Jamaican government's uh, distribution of funds because J- the Jamaican men's team, God forbid they make it anywhere, it's nothing to give them money to go there. 
You never hear about them struggling to make it to a World Cup game or anything like that. So the women's team in their success should also be provided the same the same value, you know what I mean? Or else we can never expect the 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 uh revenue generation from these uh disparate teams to ever come to some kind of of equilibrium, you know? And it's not because they're less entertaining, they're just as skilled in their league, you know? So you know, I, I want to shout them out, big them up, and hopefully they 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 get some more support and they don't have to uh to struggle so much to make it to their to their next um finals game. But yeah, man. Uh, moving on from that, damn, bro. Did you hear about this thing with DJ Envy? I did not. Bro, evidently, to save the community, you got to scam the community, bro. That's how we about to save the community. We're going to empower them to participate in our scams. And that's how we all going to get out of poverty. You dig? You on? I mean, me it, sounds like in, a, it sounds like a, a scammer trying to convince me to accept the next things he's about to say. Bro, this shit is wild, man. And and the worst part is is that the is the the moral high ground that that DJ Envy tries to maintain throughout all of this, as if yeah, I didn't know what was going on. He's trying man. to save face. Yeah, he got caught red-handed. It's like when you red-handed. catch a kid red-handed and they got the cookies in their hands and crumbs on their mouth. I wasn't taking nothing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Bro, sick. So evidently he was um he he said all the right things. You know, he said, Hey, let's buy the block. Let's conglomerate money, purchase this real estate. We could do it as either investments or 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 subsistence living. We if we're all doing this together, the money's big enough for us to make this happen. You know, the envy has been, I guess, successful in his private real estate investments he made friends with this Pena gentleman or i don't know if we'd call him a gentleman after the the scam but you know he met up with this uh Pena uh uh i guess mortgage broker and they proceeded to start doing real estate seminars in which they would conglomerate the folks to to get these scams going and he got caught in this day of 2023 why people think that they can email and text message each other about scams and that somehow when people start to complain, that won't get brought up. I don't know. What people seem to fail to understand about the surveillance state is that it's not about the active surveillance. It's about the data storage. It's about them having access to these things whenever they decide they need it. Now, in this case, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? In the Trump's case, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? But what happens when they use that to try to paint people in a certain light that is not genuine? You know what I mean? And so, you know, Envy and them, they were text messaging back. Once people started complaining... And the size of the fraud became above a million dollars. Authorities got involved that are now subpoenaing those records. You know what I mean? And so that's why people get away with it in the moment. You'll always get away with it in the moment, especially if you're not on their radar to start with. The problem is, is that you cannot create that paper trail. You cannot create that digital trail. Because God forbid anyone fucking... 
complains about it and they can validate a, a fraud of a certain size, the jig is up. All that digital fucking trail is got. It's all recorded. It's not going nowhere. And the thing that we have to understand about these companies is that they are more than happy to protect our data as long as the the entity searching for it in question does not accuse you of some kind of crime. Once you're accused of some kind of crime, Apple, Facebook, any any of these online entities that house large cloud databases of your private information and correspondences will give that shit up in a heartbeat to law enforcement. That's the danger. You know what I mean? And I, and, and, I, and I hope that people start to see that more and more as these kind of things mature, is that it's not the active, you know, and, and, and yes, in this case with Envy, I'm glad that they got them, but seeing the tactics of, of how the law enforcement works is revelatory to how you should move because I guarantee you they will levy those same tactics against people who have not committed fraud, that they just want to target because you're an activist or you've, you've stepped out of line in a, in a situation where they've wanted to target, you know, but yeah, that aside, man, it, it, it really sucks because these people like envy talk about community building, you know, and then they talk about community funds and creating community finance and they give it a bad name because community finance absolutely has to be a pillar of creating a, 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 a place, a haven for black people to put their money similarly to how other communities have found havens within their own community to store their money in a tax-free way so that they can keep on reaping the benefits of those investments. When you invest in your community and your kids use those facilities, your friends, you know what I mean? It is you reaping the benefits of your investment. But when black people don't own any of the things in our neighborhood, which you cannot own without communal finance, without community banks, without a, 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 a voting block that can vote in uh, uh, council members that are amenable to community growth. Without that, we're not going to get anywhere. But then the core of that starts with doing things like what Envy is saying, but then he gives that shit a bad name when he turns it into a scam. Because we absolutely should get together. I should not... We should be able to get together and buy the building with all the people who live in it. You know what I mean? Who would benefit from it. It, that should be an active goal, even if it's not a, a current financial reality. That should always be an active goal. Do you, you think that a, a, a bunch of Hispanic people move into to a, a building and realize that they are coalescing in a community and don't consider, hey, how do we gain control of this? Asian people do it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not stigmatizing them for doing that. I'm saying, why is it that the black community is the only community that says, fuck that? That's the part that that kind of I I don't understand, you know what I mean? And so, it, and it's because and and partially I I, I want to say that it's because we see the scams, 
We keep getting fed scams by the people who we're trusting, you know, the celebrities, but we shouldn't be trusting them in the first place. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what happens when the community lacks something that is pivotal to its growth. They'll grasp onto it wherever they can find it, even if it's not adequate, even if it's not the, 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 the built in the right way. You know, and that's the real damage, I think, that will go. Yes, people lost individual money, but if you were investing money with DJ Envy that, that you needed, that's kind of your bad. You shouldn't have been investing your core funds that you're using to live on, you know? Um, I'm not saying you, that you deserve to get scammed. I'm saying you shouldn't have made that investment. No one deserves to get scammed. You also should invest based on your means. And if you invested so much that if you lost that investment, which has to be a real idea in your head when you're investing is that you might lose it, then you should never have invested those kind of funds. So to say the least, the pain from this isn't in the people who lost their money. It's in the damage to the communal structure that needs to be created for the African-American community to thrive and get out of the place where we have to talk about the African-American community. Unfortunately, the thing about racism is, is that we would love to be in the place where it doesn't matter, but you have to deal with it for it not to matter. You know what I mean? Like, sucks, but it's it's a reality that we have to deal with, you know? And if we don't deal with it, then flooding funds into the community will do nothing but have those funds leave the community because we don't have structures for us to maintain and keep it in the community, you know? Um, there was a Boston Celtics basketball player who came out recently talking about how He's trying to build structures for African-Americans in Boston to create a valid community. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. He's talking about libraries. He's talking about uh, uh, community vocational centers. These kind of things that you can build communities around. You know what I mean? Things that, that, that are tax write-offs and that you can donate to to, to to actually keep funds in your pocket to. You know, black people don't have a lot of places that we can put money into that actually result in a net income to us. You know what I mean? When 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 people donate a two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Palos Verdes Library uh, to get a desk, that was a net zero for them because that two hundred fifty thousand dollars would have went to the government. They were going to pay that to the government, and instead they got to pay that to something that they're going to get to see every weekend that their kids are going to get to see every weekend, that now their community knows that they donated because there's a placard with their name and people are going to look for them. You see what I'm saying? Like, why doesn't our community build that way? Why do we only know the people that the mass media puts in our face? Why don't we know the people in our communities that are building the libraries? You know what I mean? Like, that's... We're talking about building communities in African-American neighborhoods, but we're not talking about none of that shit. We're talking about YMCAs, which are nice but our points of gentrification. Because when a YMCA pops up in your community, you better believe all of the homes around it, property value goes up, force out the, the, the local people who's going to buy those properties at the inflated value. Either hedge funds or fucking rich white people. You know what I mean? So let, let's, let's be honest about the ramifications of the things that come into our neighborhoods. Like, I don't think that there's enough reality injected into the conversations. A lot of ideology... And this is coming from somebody who fucking does nothing but talk about 
you know, wishful thinking nonstop, bro. Like, I'm sure I get you. I'm sure you're sick of hearing my wishful thinking at this point. You know what I mean? So I, I completely understand that. I don't want to get rid of it. But we can't operate on that. Are we really going to tr- are we really trying to build communities off of our wishful thinking and then wondering why it's failing? Is that is that what the black community is at? You know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. I, I really feel like we got to do better in that respect. Personally, you know, just uh, let's be real with ourselves, you know, and, and, and if the case is that we're just trying to create, you know, facsimiles of, of what we see in white neighborhoods, then say that so that the community can either rally around that or not. But let's be real, you know what I mean? Like, let's not, let's not pretend like, you know, we really are, are, are building communities when all we're doing is funding the exact same institutions that are pushing us out of the communities that we want to live in. But yeah, sorry. Complete asides, yeah. Um, I thought that, that, that DJ Envy really fucked that one up. He really, he really screwed the pooch on that one. But um, damn, that is a fucked up phrase, man. Screwed the pooch? God, he's like... Yeah, it means a mis- Oh, I think it was Michael Che who told that joke. Yep. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. He's like, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, it means I made a mistake. He's like, no, it means you fucked a dog, bro. Like, <laughs> that's not a general phrase for mistakes. But yeah, um, he really, like, fucked over the community on that one. Like, in a much worse way than just scamming some people out of money. You know, the, the, the negative uh, 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 perception of community finance that is going to stem from that is going to set b- back the community in New Jersey for decades. Decades at least. You know, and 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 so unfortunately that puts that that makes envy come off as like an enemy of the community. He feels like the ops when you do stuff like that. And then moreover, he was stealing from people's grannies. Let's not let's not re- let, let's not sugarcoat what he was doing. He was stealing from from people who who were naive to the modern scam culture. And so those were probably older people, people who who worked hard for that shit. You know what I mean? He wasn't scamming NFT money from crypto bros. You know, he was scamming hardworking people who, who, who were trying to, to participate in an investment culture that is very prevalent in this country. And for him to take advantage of that destroys the american dream and destroys the african-american dream like it's, it's a fucked up thing man so so that's really the point i know i've i've been ranting on and on and on since the beginning of it but that's really the core of what i wanted to get at with this is that when people do shit like this especially in the position that that envy is is in he he proves himself to be an op to the to, to the community and to the greater idea of the american dream you know but yeah moving on from that uh what else been going on, um, dude? So hitting some 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 of the international goings ons, man. Fucking and you know this is just something that I yeah I've been hitting a lot of topics that are of my personal uh, special interest this episode. But um, what's going on in Africa, I think, is extremely interesting. Um, in the turmoil right now going on um, with food supplies, with climate change. African countries are in a lot of upheaval um, because of various destabilized situations, um, governments that were not properly uh, uh, organizing resources and things of that nature. And most of these organizations, especially in um, most of these governments, especially in West Africa, 
are are the byproduct of imperialist meddling from France. So what's been going on in West Africa right now is that there's been a series of of coups going on, ousting these these foreign-backed governments. I, 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 off the top of my head, I want to see it's Burkini Faso, Guinea, uh, Mali, um, is it Mali? I, I want to say that those three are on there, Niger. Um, and it's interesting because the cool governments of these countries are actually supporting each other to make sure that whatever intervention comes in is invited. They're not saying that they will permit no foreign intervention into these conflicts. What they're saying is, is that they're not letting the foreign intervention of the UN, of France, of, of traditionally imperialist forces intervene to reinstate the, the governments that were just uh, 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 ousted through coups. And that is a power move, bro. That's a power fucking move. Big, big time. You know, and 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 I'm a huge I'm very much in support and I have to tread lightly here only because my knowledge of Western African politics and what's going on is very tenuous. It is a very, very uh 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 fraught thing to support rebel forces in Africa. They have not traditionally shown themselves to be liberators. And so, and that's not even just from Western perspectives. That that's on the ground. You know what I mean? A lot of these rebel forces, uh, I believe is the the RUF or the R yeah, I believe it's the RUF started out as a liberation force ended up being one of the largest child armies in the world so let's not you know let's not lionize these guys without knowing too much about them but i will say ideologically i support these military coups especially establishing the it the way that they have especially with the outpouring from the people that i see is that they are in support of regime change. They might not be in support of the military per se, which is, you know, understandable. But they are in support of regime change and they are in support of ousting imperial forces, which I say, right the fuck on. You know, self-determination is something that I think is extremely important. Um, Something that I think if we move forward in the future, if we don't find a way to move forward with self-determination for the individual, if we have to move forward with the only way forward being authoritarianism and totalitarianism, we're fucked. That will not, we will not make it off this rock. We will burn on this rock if the idea is, is that we can only move forward with totalitarianism. We need to move forward at very least, with political self-determination. At very least. Freedom of movement, freedom of speech, these are all philosophical concepts we can debate ad infinitum. But we absolutely need freedom of self-determination, or else 
we're not fighting for anything. Burn this shit down, honestly. It's not worth living if all we have is the dictates of people that we can't interface with. I genuinely don't want to live in that world. You know what I mean? So I say that vehemently to say that is why I feel strongly about maybe supporting coups in which the forces are not people I would typically align with, but ideologically, until they prove themselves to be uh, anti-democratic forces or uh, 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 anti-populist forces, then, you know, I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. I support the, the, the people utilizing their militaries to obtain self-determination, especially from imperialist forces. And so big ups to, to I want to, I'm pretty sure it's Mali, Burkini Faso, Guinea, and Niger are the, are the, the, the countries right now that are in active um, regime change. And so, yeah, you know, you know and, and France don't want to go down easy. You know, you, you have the ousted government still trying because, and this is the thing, this is the thing. If this was really about just like bloody takeover, none of these presidents would be alive. None of these guys would have been alive. That's the typical MO, is that they sweep over these fucking presidential compounds with overwhelming force and kill everybody. But clearly, governance was on their mind. And so they said, we can't, you can't commit genocide and then ask for governance. Those two things don't coincide. If there's anything we learned from Southeast Asia is that once you commit genocide, you're pretty much doomed to never govern. Because l- look at Malaysia. Look at, uh, uh, look at uh, Myanmar slash Burma. Uh, 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 look at Cambodia. Look at Laos. None of those, those, those regimes that just committed genocide thinking they were going to purge all of the, the capitalist and intellectual forces from their society... None of them were able to actually rule effectively. You know what I mean? So that's all to say, you know, let's use history as a lesson. You know? And so I I hope that that is the case in these these, uh, African countries, that that they are genuinely trying to establish governance in these countries. Because... I, I think that what they're realizing is is like, and this is something that that people I, I've heard people say for decades. My dad used to tell me this is like, you don't steal from poor people. Poor people don't typically have anything worth stealing. You steal from rich people, and so if Africa is to this day being exploited, which is essentially theft of your resources, then we must be rich, which means we can govern ourselves. We just have to, to organize these resources. But we can't do it with this leech of imperial bourgeois, comprador bourgeoisie class co-opting our government. Now, we don't want to commit genocide, but we got to get them out of that position. And so if they can manage to keep death tolls low, keep violence low, and, and, and keep movement of people towards political positions, maybe there's some governance in their future, man. And that's a block right there. Those four countries right there as a resource block, forget about it. Got you know, and 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 I think that that's why. I don't, and and I don't want to ascribe too much agency to this, but 
whatever imperialist powers have been divvying up Africa or Northern Africa and Western Africa know that they have to keep them disassociated because God forbid these countries ever, with the communication tools that Africa has now, the, the culture is going to become far more dominant. Because one of the big situations in Africa was like, it's really hard. If you travel 100 miles, you'll be dealing <clears throat> with a dozen different languages. And so communication becomes a barrier to, to, to unification just on the terms of commerce and, 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 uh, and freedom of movement. You know, you have to be able to communicate with people to move across their boundaries. You know, and so with the communication tools that Africa has now, the continent is poised to be able to unify in a way that has never been capable in its past. They have cultural values that promote that promote it. Now, that's to say that that's not to say that Africa doesn't have, you know, its warring factions, its disparities. But if you were to count the connections versus the 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 separations, the connections overwhelm the the disparities by a long shot in Africa, as opposed to this, my study of Western uh, 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 history and, and the, the connections between disparate Western powers, whether it's France, Germany, uh, 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 the UK, and um, the Dutch, you know, the Portuguese, you know, these, these different powers don't connect well. And so they need those overarching uh, uh, structures. Whereas in Africa, man, they have to actively keep these these nations separate and not communicating uh, effectively because, God forbid, they start to utilize technology to come together. Needless to say, we'd have a much different Africa, a much different world, because it would be a different type of power, you know? So I, I, I rant on that to say I, I am absolutely delighted to see movement and progress in African nations obtaining their self-determination from colonial imperialist powers. Um, I think it's super important. I think that in this time where nations are becoming more and more powerful, uh, a unified body, like even just Western Africa or Northern Africa would be extremely powerful. And it would help them unify to deal with some of these fucking ridiculous uh, situations that are coming with climate change, you know? Um, the food instability that comes from war in Europe because of the interdependentness of global food structures, very problematic, you know? This goes back to issues of supply chains. It's all fine and dandy to buy medical supplies from China until China doesn't want to sell them to you anymore. Not because they don't like you, but because they need them. And they're nationalists, so they can stop that. You know what I mean? It's not like America where when we need something, we can't stop American companies from selling it to someplace else. You know what I mean? And so we make ourselves have a weaker supply chain when we don't operate on similar guidelines, you know? So, yeah, you know, that's all to say, like, I, I'm very hopeful. I see tons of progress going on there, and I hope it doesn't turn bad. I hope it doesn't turn sideways on them because... There is a historical precedent for coups to not work well. And so, yeah, man, you know, that's about it from there. Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to see see progress on that. But, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll wrap on that. You know, we got a, a bunch of stuff to check out for this weekend. We'll get into it next episode. I hope you guys did enjoy. 
If you did, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on patreon.com or on anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homes. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.